they've got a really successful business. Wow, every time they launch a new product, everyone wants to buy it. Oh, and look at the vanity metrics. They've got so many likes, they've got so many videos, they've got so many subscribers and whatever else you're watching. Do you ever watch those people and think, why are they crushing it? And why am I still struggling? But I feel like I'm working so hard. I'm hustling on my laptop all of the time. And you just want to break. You want to break so you can build a business that works for your life, so that you can finally see some of that success and start to build financial freedom, so that you can finally break away from whatever it is that's holding you back or feel at least a little bit, convince yourself that you can do it too. Well, I want to talk about something that I've learned this week that will really help you. Now, a little bit like successful business people, you get together and you have conversations. And this week, I've been having lots of conversations with business coaches. And business coaches give you the real insight into their clients that are doing really well and their clients that they're frustrated with. And I'm talking to about four different business coaches at the moment. You know, we talk about all sorts of things. We talk about the new tactics and strategies, what seems to be working for people. We talk about business models we've seen that are really crushing it. And we also talk about the frustrations with coaching and the frustrations with helping people to see where they're going wrong and and then getting them to implement things. So we were talking a lot about their different clients and not confidential stuff, obviously, that's between the coach and client. But generally, there was one thing that kept coming up time and time again. This came up with business coaches. This also came up with a couple of podcast launch strategists. These are people who will do your marketing plan, plan your launch for you, a little bit like Progressive do, and they will help you and guide you to basically launch your podcast successfully so that you can get in the charts. Now, they were doing these plans and they had these fantastic ideas on their marketing plans but they were frustrated with the people that were on their program because, here, wait for it, they weren't executing. They weren't doing it. So I want to ask you, has somebody given you some really good advice? Have you looked at people who are already crushing it, doing the thing you want to do that you can replicate, but you are failing to take action? You are failing to implement the steps and execute on the plan. Because here's where so many business owners have got so much, so much to give, but we're not doing the things we want or the things that we should be doing. You know, that whole, I should do this, but I'm not doing. Now, there's no judgment here because you are looking at, listening to, sorry, the most procrastinating entrepreneur (laughs) who claims to be a perfectionist, because I am a perfectionist. I have so many unfinished courses unedited videos, unedited podcast episodes that I've abandoned because they weren't good enough. They weren't good enough to go out into the big bad world because I'm a perfectionist too. And you're probably thinking, hey, Sue, I've seen some of your early stuff. It's pretty rough. Yeah, I did put that out there. At some point, you do reach a stage where you have to go, okay, done is good enough. Now put something out there into the world and make it work. And these plans, so these are business coaches and we're talking about podcast strategists and we're talking about people who have Build a plan with you. So if you're on a mastermind, if you work with a mentor or a coach, or you're watching other people do things and you're thinking, why am I not getting the results? It's easy to look back at yourself and say, okay, what have I done? What have I done well? And what have I put out there? Is it the lack of consistency? The lack of quality? Is it the fact that I don't trust myself? I don't believe in myself? Am I really executing to the full A-game standard that I want on everything? Now, 
Here's where I fall down all of the time. When I show up with that attitude of it must be a game, like like who's going to watch my stuff when you have the very pristine edited Brendan Bouchard and Tony Robbins videos? You know, who's going to come to one of my events when, hey, you know, I'd rather listen to Tony any day. Who's going to come and listen to one of my talks when, hey, I could just binge on Ted on YouTube and I don't even need to leave my home. You know, we tell ourselves these things all of the time and it stops us from getting over the line. I like this phrase that I learned from Amelia and from Clout, the agency who does personal branding. She was talking to me once about how you need to change the phrase from done is good enough to done well is good enough. And well is okay. You know, there might be a few errors in her posts, a few spelling mistakes, a few grammatical errors, but actually that's how she talks and therefore it's probably okay. So if your copy looks like that, maybe it's okay. But maybe if your free downloadable ebook from your website is a complete mess of spelling mistakes and grammatical errors, then you probably should get Grammarly to take a look at it or somebody, maybe your friend who's pretty good at at, uh, English or something. The point is here, we are holding ourselves back. We're not executing on a plan. People have told us time and time again, it's not rocket science. You've all, all you've got to do is this. But how many of us take that advice and say, okay, I'm going to implement it. I'm going to do it today, tomorrow. So here's the thing. If you have done a plan with somebody or if you have been watching somebody from the sidelines and you notice they're always showing up online. I mean, here's, I'm a, I'm a big one for this. I don't consistently show up on social media, but I know that I should show up on social media. So when I talk to my social media manager guide, they say to me, hey, Sue, you need to be on there every day. You need to be putting the stuff out there. Well, nobody knows what you do. It's all a bit confusing when you show up once a, month, once a week with a different topic because you've got a different idea. I completely get that. You and I need to work on some of this stuff. But here's the thing. If we are not executing on any of the plan, how are we ever going to get to that end goal? How are you ever going to create a business with financial freedom? How are you ever going to create a space where you get to use your passion to make profit? or get your message out there and have an impact. You know, it's all very well having a purpose, but if the purpose isn't out there for anyone to see, then how are you ever going to move forward? It might be that you just need to make a phone call to somebody and you're not doing it. It might be that you need to start that social media content plan and then execute on it. So if we know what to do because we've been given an executable plan or we're working with a business coach or mentor and they're telling us what we should be doing or we're able to watch the people that are in our arena really crushing it and we know exactly what they're doing. So we just need to replicate the same steps, you know, success leaves clues and all that. Then why aren't we doing it? And how do we make ourselves do it? How do we get ourselves in that state that we're prepared to execute on all this advice and all these great strategies that we know we should be doing. Now, if you don't know what to do, the how to, then that's a completely different minefield. But let's just pretend here that you know, secretly, deep down, you know what you should be doing for whatever goal it is you're working towards. You've got a coach or you've got an executable plan or you've got somebody that you can replicate, you can follow, you can look up to and you can say, hey, do you know what? When I actually look at their YouTube channel, they have done 200 videos. I'm only on video number two. Of course, I'm not in the same realm as them. I've only done two videos and I didn't use any hashtags or anything like that. Maybe you didn't use the SEO. So wherever you are, there'll be elements of things that you know you should be doing. Same way that I know there are things I should be doing. But why am I not doing them? Why are you perhaps not doing them? And how do you make yourself want to do them? 
and bring joy and excitement to do it, even when there's something holding you back. Now, I believe there's a certain element of self-awareness that you have to have before you can move forward with anything. You have to know what's going on inside you. Chances are you're feeling some resistance. I know I feel resistance. I feel like social media is not my place. It's not my space. I'm not popular like the kids at school were. I don't, I don't follow common trends. You know, I'm not in with the in crowd. I don't wear whatever boots everybody wears or whatever things people are doing. And half the time, I don't even know what they're talking about when it comes to TV because I just don't really watch it. So I feel that that space is not for me. So I feel the resistance. I feel in my self-awareness, if I'm honest, I don't belong there. So I feel like I'm a I'm not going to be welcomed there, that I have this energy putting out there that that's not a place for me and that's not serving me. Your self-awareness might be that you realise you're suffering imposter syndrome, you're suffering a lack of confidence. So figuring out what is that resistance? Why are you not following through on the plan? Are there certain elements of it that you're technically unable to do and you need help and you're not asking for it? Yes, frustrating as hell, but I'm there with you because I struggle to ask for help. I bet any one of you listening is probably thinking, hey, Sue, you could do this better. Why don't you just ask for help from some expert, somebody who's going to get you over the line? Now, more recently, I've started to ask for help with the podcast community. I'm part of an influencer mastermind, a podcast mastermind. And I can tell you, these things are an absolute game changer. I go to more events than I used to and I meet people and I connect with them and I'm honest and I ask them for advice and I ask them for help and I ask them what they're doing and they ask me and that's okay. We're at the same stage in our journeys trying to figure this out. And I hope that one day you will be part of my community and you will ask me how you do something or what steps you need to make or how can you be better at something so that you don't struggle alone because asking for help is one of the biggest tools in our kit. And if we think back, there's probably loads of reasons why we don't ask for help or don't want to or feel that it's awkward. Reasons like at school, perhaps, putting your hand up was seen as, oh, you're the one that doesn't know what to do. So you don't want to be doing that. So just copy off one of your friends. Maybe at home, you used to ask your parents for help and they were always too busy uh, and you, you felt like it was awkward. Or perhaps it's because we're so often given this perception, this idea that we should know everything already. Now, here's groundbreaking news for you. If you haven't figured this out yet, we don't know everything already. Nobody knows everything already. And it's absolutely impossible because the reality is the world is changing. I don't know everything. You don't know everything. We're still figuring it out. We're still figuring it out because half the time we're still trying to learn the wisdom of stuff that's gone by that we should know about life. And then the other half of the time, we're trying to keep up with what's changing. Technology, the economy, the schooling, whatever's going on. And the fact that your life is constantly progressing through its stages. So no, we don't know it all. So let's buddy up with somebody in that stage, doing that thing and figure out how did they get through it and this is what I need to do. But you've still got that resistance, maybe. You're still not sure you can show up and deliver. You've got this executable plan, but every day you're procrastinating over it. And time is ticking away when you know you should be executing on the plan. So I wanted to share a couple more strategies that have really helped for me in this scenario. And as I said, I have been procrastinating Um, claiming that I'm a perfectionist over many things over the years. But here's the thing. 
there are a few things that are really going to help you to start to put yourself out there, to start to execute on a plan. The first one is, it's really simple, but it's hard to get, and that's clarity. Knowing why you're doing something and what you're doing makes it so much easier to stand up on a stage or to get on a live or to create an ebook or a piece of content. If you don't know what you stand for, you don't know what you're doing and why you're doing it, what do you talk about? What do you say? How do you show up? How do you then attend that event? It's really tricky. And half the time, the only way we get clarity is by doing it more and more. You do more and more content. You do more and more showing up, meeting people. And that's when you get clarity over what it is that you actually are showing up and doing. So it's kind of a chicken and egg situation, but the clarity piece will really help you. So get some clarity. When you have that moment of clarity, record something, do something, execute on part of the plan in that moment. Grab those moments when you feel at your best. The second one I want to give you, the second piece of advice, and I think it's a bit of a trickster one. It's a bit of a, I'm going to trick myself into doing something. It's the one thing that got me started with Instagram lives when I was doing them. With any video content, in fact, you know, I had that fear thing over video content. So here's what you do. You trick yourself by promising that you will do one minute of something. One minute of writing your book one minute of answering that email that you really didn't want to, one minute of showing up live, one minute of recording some YouTube content, one minute of creating something or emailing a client, one minute of engaging with social media content because you know you need to show up and serve, one minute of something that you know you should be doing but you're not doing. It's like the exercise thing, you know, the whole thing about going to the gym is hard But if I just show up in my living room with my yoga pants on in the morning and I promise I'm going to do 60 seconds of exercise, well, I tell you what, I just keep going. We all do because we get that momentum. We get that momentum and we don't want to give up and we get in a zone, but we've tricked ourselves into getting there by promising ourselves we only need to do a really small amount. So as long as you do that, you put a tick on the wall, you're great. So this is what I used to do when I was videoing. I'd get my phone out and I would do a 60 seconds maximum of video. I'd tell myself, you're not going to put this out in the world, which is why my phone is full of junk videos. But you are going to record, you're going to press record every single day. First thing in the morning, as soon as you go into the kitchen, press record. You've got 60 seconds of video content, something useful that you can share. I did that every single day for 45 days. By day 46, I'd gone live on Instagram and it wasn't so bad actually. And I went live with the promise again that I will only stay on there for 60 seconds to deliver a message. I stayed on there for about 10 minutes. In fact, people listening were probably like, get off Sue, we've had enough of you now. I was supporting you initially, but now you're just rambling. Now you'll hear lots of people talk about accountability and I'll talk about it too. Accountability is where you share what you're gonna do with somebody The idea being there, your accountability buddy. And when you show up at the next session, if you didn't do it, they basically are not very happy with you and you feel guilty and, or, you know, you have this kind of relationship agreement that, you know, I should have done it because I had an accountability buddy and I told them I'd do it and they'll hold me to account and ask me, why didn't you do it if you didn't do it? Yeah. But these are people who are working with business coaches. They've got the accountable person there and they're quite happy to show up on these calls, spending money with people to show up to say I didn't do it. In fact, another month's gone by and I've hardly done anything that you said I should do or that you supported me with doing. Wow, that's that's not accountability. Now, I was talking to my friends about this because they have a few accountability buddies through their networks. And they were basically saying, well, they're not great accountability buddies. Hold them to account. 
Ask them why. Ask them when they're going to do it, what they can change about doing it. Really hold them to account. And I felt like, yeah, you know, there is an element of tough love. There's tough love with ourselves. I have this conversation with myself quite frequently between self-care, because I follow a lot of people who are like, hey, Sue, you need to be into wellness. You need to be looking after yourself. You need to be doing better. And I'm completely okay with that. I should be 100%. It's one of those should activities. For the most part, I do the bare minimum. I'm a mum of three. Of course I am. I'm an entrepreneur. Of course I am doing the bare minimum. But then there's self-discipline. So where does self-care become? You're letting yourself off, Sue. Giving yourself a rest too often here. You're making excuses now because you're too tired because you didn't sleep well. Now is self-discipline that says, but you must do this because now it's affecting your future. So where's the business coach or the mentor? Do they need to do that or do you need to do this? So I have this sort of a conflict between self-care and discipline. I would love to engage in a conversation with somebody about this. You know, where does one end and where does one start? So I'm going to say accountability buddies are great, but the reality is we're talking about people who've got a plan, who've got people they're jumping on calls with, they're paying money for these people to support them and they're still not doing it. Maybe you are one of these people and you're feeling super guilty right now going, yes, that's me, Sue. Yep, that's me. Maybe I've overstepped the boundary between self-care and self-love and letting myself off the hook. And I've now delved into the realms of self-discipline. I now need to have some self-discipline. Reality is here. We don't have willpower. There is no such thing as willpower. 90% of everything that we do is as a result of our habits and environment. Environment is key. The people around you. So perhaps you are not executing on the plan because of your environment. There are things that you're being asked to do that you don't have the toolkit for. So I talked about if there's a tech thing you've got to do, you don't know how to, you don't know what the tool is and you need to ask for help. Perhaps it's an executable plan that requires you to have a kit set up every single day. Perhaps it's an executable plan that means you need the support of everybody around you because you're not feeling great that morning. I know what it's like when you've had a busy, stressful morning. If everybody's at each other's throats, then nobody's going to enter the day feeling good. So pick that back up, reset your energies. Let's figure out how do we restart the day. Quite often, I will stand in the middle of our hallway and be like, no, we are not starting the day like this. We're going to reset and we're going to slow it down. And half the time it is just that rush. It's that rush that makes people stressful, that makes us get in the wrong zone. And I always think you need to be in the right frame of mind to do things. So you've got to get yourself there. So have strategies like exercising, going for a run or a walk out in the middle of the day can really help you to get in the zone so you can come back and execute on that plan. So if you're not doing anything right now, get up, take a walk, listen to this, and then get back to your desk and do it. That's me telling you my advice. (laughs) And it's worked for me. I have literally been, you know what, I can't record a podcast right now. I'm not in the frame of mind. We've had some upsetting news this morning. We've had a lot of challenges to deal with. I feel stressed. I just need some space. Out for a walk. Within half an hour, I'm back at my desk going, killing it, crushing this. Let's record this content. I really want to talk about this today. It's getting you into the right state. And exercise, your body language we talked about earlier on, will really help you to do that. So exercise is one of the things you can do. So I'm talking about addressing your environment that's going to allow you to perform at your best and to execute on this plan. The easiest way to think about your environment is to think about what happens when you're with people who are doing something collectively 
you start to do it too. Let's imagine you're at a gig, you're listening to a music gig and everybody starts to sing along the song or clap their hands. What do you do? You start to clap your hands. If you're at a football match and people start to chant, everybody starts to chant. Your environment is that Well, you're the odd one out, you're not doing it. But perhaps for many of us as entrepreneurs, because we're so standalone, we're doing something quite solo on your own half the time, there's not necessarily the environment around you where everybody's doing the same thing. When you put yourself into a mastermind or you're part of network groups and you've found your people, then sure, at that stage in your business, you can say, well, everybody around me is doing the same things I'm doing. They're in the same realm. They are taking the same actions. So therefore, it's second nature. My environment is doing it, so I'm doing it. A lot of people say, if you want to be a tech giant, go to Silicon Valley because everybody is obsessed with tech. Everybody's coding. Everybody's talking about the new big thing and you're in the right environment. If you want to make it on Broadway, go to Broadway. If you want to perform in Vegas, you've got to be in Vegas because the environment around you will support you doing those things. The people, the place, everything. And this is really tricky when you are a lifestyle entrepreneur, I think, because we are so isolated. You are so alone in your world building something out there. But in almost by design, you almost want to be isolated because Being a lifestyle business is about saying, the business is there to support my family. Being an entrepreneur is creating financial freedom, but for me to live. And if the living element of things is not aligned with the business because the business is one compartmentalized part of your world, then maybe you don't have an environment around you. Or perhaps it's difficult to find people in this world because most lifestyle entrepreneurs, they're living far out where they want to live. They're not bowing down to living in Silicon Valley or central London to be with people who do the same career as them. That's not how this works. It's isolating. And you have to artificially create that environment. Now, here's some of the people that I know that are really crushing it out online at the moment. Now, I was talking to Pete yesterday from the Fire in the Belly podcast. I'm going to be on it very shortly and I can't wait to announce that to you. But here's the thing. He said to me, you know what, Sue, it's quite nice talking to you because I forget sometimes what that energy is like outside of my circle. His circle, he is so successful now that his circle of peer group are at the same level as him. They are so positive. They're all multimillionaires. They're doing so well and they feel like they're successful and they're crushing it in their eyes of their values, of their goals. But he says, the thing is, I forget what it's like or what it used to be like or what it can be like for other people who don't have that supportive network, who don't have that environment. And for those people, we've got to work harder at creating that environment, artificially and otherwise, of grouping with people, of listening to things that bring us joy or get us in that energetic state. I've talked about this many times on previous shows and talks with people, but generating some artificial encouragement and motivation is absolutely fine. If you don't have a mentor today, grab one online. Go listen to, well, if maybe, hopefully one day I will be that person for you. Perhaps Tony Robbins or Brendan Bouchard, somebody that bigs you up, Mel Robbins, somebody who makes you feel like you can do this, that they're your circle of influence. They're the people that are going to create that environment for you. If you're a spiritualist, then listen to your spiritual 
people in your groups. If you are somebody who is a health and fitness instructor, then get it on your, you know, get it on your big TV, big screen TV every morning. I want to be hit by, these are my gurus. These are my role models. And these are the people I'm going to listen to that are going to inspire me into action and use them as if you're there, your peer group. If it wasn't clear enough today, I want you to execute on your plan to carry out one of those actions so that when you go to bed tonight, when you rest your head on the pillow, you can have that satisfaction that you checked off something that you should have been doing for a while, but today you're crushing it. Congratulations for showing up and being one of the 8% that actually turn their dreams into reality. I appreciate you for listening and I am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes underneath. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review. And remember, you are incredible. And if you dream it, you can achieve it.